When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever. Well, 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 if it isn't your old pal, producer Brett here with one of my classic pre-show interruptions. Today's episode of Double Threat is a wild one. Tom and Julie take a journey to the beyond with psychic medium Colby Rebel. And they're also joined by friend of the show, the very funny John Daly. You're going to love it. And before we get started, I just wanted to give you a heads up that we had some technical difficulties with Julie's mic at the beginning of the show. So you're going to hear her via Zoom for a little bit. And then like magic, you're going to hear her on mic for the rest of the episode. But it's all good because Julie sounds great regardless. And speaking of less, here is the opposite of less, which of course is more, more double threat. Roll that theme song. after poor Colin O'Brien died. I have to tell you, I'm going to go to Shiva this week. It's a virtual Shiva. And I wanted to know what to bring. Should I bring a virtual Kugel? Um, you should probably bring some uh, E-Latkes. I think E-Latkes? is the way to go. Yeah. .com? One of the One of the sites that got lost in the bubble when the, mm-hmm. when the whole thing blew up. E-Latkes and Pets.com Virtual did matzo, not. matzo balls. Yeah, they did not have what it took to uh, become the next uh, unicorn, as they call it in the in the uh, the world of high the, finance. The, the Walton Goggins show. No, that's the when you when your business is worth a billion dollars, you are a unicorn uh, business. Well, I did not see Conan's last show, but I understand poor Jack Black broke his leg. He. Um, he came out. He told us all to uh, not be cynical. Be kind and work hard and go to Harvard. Yeah. He, um, look, I didn't watch the Conan finale. Conan is. You were going to cry because you couldn't handle it, Tom. You were going to cry. Yeah. You were going to ca- cry. It cast a large shadow across me for so long. And I am always appreciative for all the Conan stuff, but I also. Uh, I did not watch. I went down memory lane in my own brain and uh, did not pull any clips of me looking uh, like shit in yeah, like, like, like 2003. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, really? You don't want to see like how yeah. I presented I myself? <laughs> I decided not to dig through the old uh, archives and find a clip of me looking horrendously out of shape and winded. Just through my mere existence, I was sucking wind. 
um, on Conan play as a uh, as a, uh, a buffoon. I was I was a buffona. Yes, I decided not to release to the world my buffona tapes. Mine would have been the well. First of all, two things. One is it's very hard to cry on someone's last show when they're going to HBO Max in ten minutes. It sort of takes the wind out of like Bette Midler's here to sing one for my baby. Yeah, like it. It it's such a it's it's almost like Conan saying goodbye was like the talk show saying goodbye in a way, like a certain mm-hmm. kind of talk show. Now it's just like they're not they're not like that anymore. No, and. He was the perfect extension of Letterman. And oh, absolutely. In terms of comedy. You mean a continuation like late night when he was on late night? Absolutely. Comedically, yeah, absolutely. It was goofball bits, definitely less cynical than Letterman or definitely less like personality driven. I think he's always been incredibly talented at surrounding himself with like amazingly goofy people and really funny sketch actors Mm -hmm. and um, yeah, no, he, and it was just, it was, it was amazing. And it's just, but then he, he, he hung on and it kept watching that the talk show doesn't mean what a talk show meant back then. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. What's a talk show mean? It's like, they're just, you, they shoot it and then they pull it apart for clips. Like it's, it's like, it's like pulled apart for, for parts. Like, just, like, um, just shoot the clips, just shoot the clips. It should just be clips. And then you, you talk to like some kids and they're just like, I don't like television. I don't like movies. You're just like, oh, no. Who are you this talking to? Bad. Kids that you're trying to get into your car. What, to- what people don't know is Tom drives around key food sometimes and he gets into the car and he opens his trunk and he goes, hey, you guys, you kids like tele- television. I write for yeah. it. And just pass out episodes of your show of shows and. Yeah, and you've got um, marshmallows and Molly. You got marshmallows in the trunk. You guys, you're like, you want you want some marshmallows? Yeah, and I'm just like, you actually have to realize uh, I have marshmallows back here and uh, old logs from the Dumont Network that show yeah. the and, Lucky Strikes Variety Hour. And then the kids run away screaming "Stranger Danger." Then Tom calls me and says, "I guess kids don't like television these days." They don't like television these days. They I, just don't like it. I was going to post photos of my bits from Conan because I kind of had an opposite thing, which is that I was really hot in my twenties. And so they kept casting me. I had like four bits and we were, gosh, at UCB, we were, you may as well, you, you would think that giving out Conan bits was like giving out lottery tickets, the way people tried to get them. And I played a porn actress. I played a stripper and I played a girl gone wild and um, all great roles for women. Mm-hmm. And I think the one time I said no was they said, we need girls in bikinis to like run around like Benny Hill. And I said, I think you have the wrong number. I'm mm-hmm. a comedian. Yes. <laughs> I said, do you guys have, do you need me to look up the Ford modeling agency uh-huh. on my, uh-huh. on my trio phone, on my like lousy, mm-hmm. you know, flip phone, because I can help you out with that. If you need help finding women who are willing to run around it those are two things mm. i'm not comfortable in a bikini and running around in yeah one. now you flipped your phone open and then you hit the one key three times to get the letter c to show up on the actually can't, the two can't key. do it can't do oh what's the number the one key? key was not a uh, an abc key am i correct on that brett 
I'm sorry. Look how surprised. Yeah, Brett, you, Brett yeah, so you. That's it. What? What? Not, huh? not more than not more than one Brett here. Excuse me. This guy's all mad because he's his uh, beloved Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Did they lose? They lost by 31 oh, points. Oh, no, that's time. a lot. Oh, I, no. I, I, I ain't mad. We're, we're coming out of Milwaukee with a 1-1. We, we, we took home court advantage away from the from First the of Milwaukee all, the Bucks. we. Please don't say we. What position do you play again? What do you play? What are you, small forward? Whole position. Wait, they are coming out of Milwaukee. You are not on the team. I am not on the Knicks. You are not on the Hawks. My sixth grade basketball team played on the floor of the Omni which was two stadiums ago, the old Hawk stadium. Okay. Sure. Uh, so I feel like that maybe gives me some sort of, you know, oh, that's fair. That's, that's kind fair. of, no, you are, you are a current, you are on the current roster of the Atlanta Hawks then, because as a child, you were on the floor of two arenas ago. Like, <laughs> once there's a lineage. There's a lineage. I, yeah. There. One yeah. time I saw a show at Radio City. I saw the B-52s and Juliana Hadfield. So whenever I talk about the Rockettes, I say, well, we have the yes, very you difficult. Are a we have a challenging Christmas show this year. What are your most used streaming services? I'll go first. Turner Classic Movies. I love their app. I love it. I love it. I love it. Our friend Millie was on a couple weeks ago. She programs mm-hmm. it. There's nothing more satisfying than seeing like Lucille Ball in the long, long trailer right next to Wicked Stepmother starring Betty Davis. Mm-hmm. I like uh, Bing Bong. I like <laughs> Bing Bong a lot. It's fun. They have a lot of, uh, I will watch Green Acres. I like Schluff. You like Schluff? Uh, Schluff is an app where they play things that make you go go uh-huh. schluffy, as they say in uh-huh. Yiddish, which means go to go to sleep. Isn't that cute? Schluff? To go schluffy. Yeah, I like that. If you go schluffy, yeah. Do you ever watch Bloof? I watch Bloof. I watch Nosh, which is the Jewish uh-huh. cooking app. <laughs> yes, the, uh-huh. It's for cooking uh-huh. and snacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I watch Gluk. I like Gluk. It's for Gluk aliens mostly. Programmed Gluk, by yes. aliens. And they show I watch Alien Seinfeld on that where the aliens dub over the voices in their alien language. Um how is there not a character named HBO Max? Like a guy. He's like, Hi, I'm mm-hmm. HBO Max. As like, like the mascot for it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like I'm Max, HBO Max. Sounds to me like there should be a commercial executive and some auditions. And here are the people I'd like to submit for that role. Adam Conover. Mm-hmm. Okay. Adam Pally and the late Adam West. I like it. So you're just, you're, 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 you're burning through the A's pretty strong there. Yeah. I'm up to Make the sure. B's now. Mm-hmm. Beavis. Butthead. Brett, Brett Boehm. That's it. Come on. Brett, you're not eligible. Why you're not? not in the union. You're not in the. Are you in? Are you in the actors' union? No, I'm a scab. So, stop scabbing. Are you in Ayatsi, and- Brett? I'm in uh, Koya Katsi. Koya Koyanitskatsi. <laughs> that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the one where they just hum a lot and show you pictures of like burned out factories. I'm picturing Mel Brooks trying to be like, can I rhyme that with Nazi and? And Carl yeah. Reiner being like, no. And him being like, yeah. please. Yeah. 
Remember when Jiminy Glick was just like, what's your beef with the Nazis? What's your big beef with the Nazis? <laughs> he asked Mel Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> what's your big beef with the Nazis? How's Forever Dog doing with that uh, Jiminy Glick podcast? Any any uh, traction? Well, we've got everything except except for a commit from Martin Short. We've got we've got sure. like the uh, you know storyboards. We've got the whole thing outlined. In touch with you. It's literally the only the only reason why I'm here is because I have Marty's email. Yeah, I, Brett tells me that every day. He reminds me. I keep popping back on that Zoom link, thinking he might just accidentally you know get back on it at some point. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I just his keep, great keep, pumpkin. keep it open. It's his but. great pumpkin. And Brett, you listen to me last week. Yep. Yeah. You threatened Julie. It's a dark moment. For and me. you listen to me. That was strike. That was you got one, two strikes and you're out. And when I mean out, you're out. I'll come over there. Six feet I'll under. run you over with. I'll run you over with my truck. <laughs> my Ford F-150. That's not going to do it. You need at least a 250. I'll come up to I'll come up the side of the hill with that thing. Because Brett lives. Nobody. He lives at the top of Hollywood Hills. Like mm-hmm. the the second O in the Hollywood sign. You, sometimes uh, you see his face stick up in between the O. Yes. You can often see him sipping his morning coffee on top of the second O. Uh, I'll come right up that hill. I'll run that second O right off the thing. I don't know if he threatened me, but he definitely snapped at me. He wasn't like, I'm going to cut your head off or anything. Look, as it's been well documented, I had a lot on my plate, and uh, it was just one of those weeks. <laughs> as it's been well yeah. documented, let the records like the JFK, like it's like Kevin Costner, as it's been well documented to the left. Picture Brett cranking his limp biscuit, trying to get the anger out, playing break stuff. Boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. Meanwhile, the boom, cats are boom, actually boom, breaking stuff because they think it's a direction. Yeah. And Brett's like, break your fucking face tonight. It's all about the he said, she said, motion. And he's on top of the second O moshing out with his skanking with his ski skanking with his black contact lenses like West Borland and his red Yankees cap like, he's, like he's Mr. Skanking. Frederick Durst. <laughs> he's skanking with he he likes to root for the skankies. He does it all for the skankies, yes. What's a show that's in the pipeline, Brett, for Forever Dog? You can give us a little, t- a little taste, a little, little preview of our of who, who will be a, a neighbor. Will you please give us a heads up before if we're sold to Team Coco? Because I'd really like to know. Yeah, I'd like to know that our boss. <laughs> I'd like to know when our boss needs us to compliment his leather jacket. Uh, I mean, look, this this is a dangerous admission, but you you know you you, you guys own Double Threat. I, I don't own it. You can you can you can you can if you want to go to no, Team Coco. Oh, we, we know, know that. We know. We know. We know. We know. Believe us. We know. We believe us. We know. We know. I mean, please, news. please, please stay. This is this is all I've got right now. But please, but <laughs> <laughs> this is all I've got right now. It's like a, you wouldn't snap at half of us. You know, what I, you, know, you know what I? You know what I? You know what I? He's like? got no place else to go. This is what right? I'm asking for. Only one thing: just snap at Tom at some point, just to make it even. Just even it out. Okay. Yeah, and then I'll and then sure. I'll kill and then I'll kill you. Well, no, I'll say you don't get you Julie? don't get two strikes with me. Thank you. You don't Thank get you, two Julie. strikes. You get I'll one, and then it comes zero dark thirty on your ass. <laughs> I'll tell you this, Brett. <laughs> 
you snap at me, I'll smile. I'll say <laughs> fair enough. And then you know what? You'll hear tonight. Vroom, vroom, my Ford F-150. I got access to drones. It's gonna, baby. it's gonna Christine, it's gonna Christine your ass. <laughs> it's got a life get, of its own. It'll be listening to this. My, my Ford F one fifty will be listening to this podcast and hear it, and then it'll start up on its own and say, "No way, no way, no day." I'm going to get Brett, and it'll drive down Hollywood Boulevard, <laughs> un, un. <laughs> unmanned and we'll go right toward you and you'll be out there with your glazes and your rubs <laughs> there'll be a truck chasing you down i'm gonna cujo you i'm gonna i'm gonna hire a devil dog what if cujo drove christine i got people to kill him so does she we should contact stephen king and see if what he thinks should it be Cujo versus Christine or Cujo and Christine I like them team working up. together. I really yeah. like them teaming up because I think it's funny to have that dog be behind the wheel like Toonses. Well, what if it starts off that they fight and then they team up against some like Brett, they, Brett, like against hey, we Brett, got more in common against, against Brett. Brett. Brett, can you contact Stephen King yep, and, just tweet and see him. what tweeted him? Tweet yeah, at, tweeted him. Tweeted him. All right, right now. Say billion dollar idea. That's guy. That that guy runs his own Twitter. I will yeah. say that if you ever need an example of why, if you're a writer like me and like Tom and like a lot of other people that are constantly being like, "Am I on the right meds?" Yeah, is this a meds thing or is this a situational thing? Then you're probably looking for a reason. Be like, well, if I weren't on Twitter all the time, I'd be more productive. And then this asshole comes around and he's like, I'm on Twitter and I'm doing this. And you say, yeah. Uncle Stevie, you did it again. You did it again, Uncle Stevie, you magnificent bastard. You magnificent SOB. I read your book, all all 88 of them. It's like, he's like the, like he, it's like, can you read all of Stephen King's books? Can you listen to all of Zappa's music? You're going to say something mean about him. And by the way, no one found a song with the word diarrhea in it. I'll have you know. Well, my friend Josh still said he's looking. still looking. No, he said he's still looking. You're right. There's I've got a lot two to people go still looking. Who? I got Zappa people looking. People I thought who you were, were going to show me your fist. I thought you were going to say no, this guy. And no, I got guy. it. Exactly. Yeah, I got uh, it's, it's like Frank Zappa was like, if it was him, I'd be just like. I got a toilet Joe. You want to no, mess with I me? I got toilet Joe say, and I got the uh, the Terry, San Francisco Enema Bandit over here. Did you say Terry Bozio? Jimmy Carl Black. Yeah. How about that? Th those are his fists. That's what Wait, he what about, is, it, what, is it Flo and Eddie? Is that who it was? Yes, Flo and Eddie. You yeah, want to mess with me? I got Flo. It means you're going to be tussling with Flo and Eddie over here. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here to let you know about our latest episode of Office Hours Live. Office Hours is great fun. With the great John Early and Theta Hamill. Very handsome. Thank they're you. Here, they're, thank you. They're here to talk about their new movie, Stress Positions. And we just had a, a wonderful time. There was a lot of laughter and joy. Don't believe me? Well, listen for yourself on the podcast app of your choice. You're not going to want to miss a second. That's at Office Hours Live. At the podcast app of your choice. Bum, 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 bum. I love Vic and Doug, and I love drinking my wine.
here's what you're going to write. Yeah. Stephen King. I, I've got, so far please. I've got a, Hey, Stephen King got a billion dollar idea for you. No, uncle, call him uncle Stevie. Uncle Steve, say Uncle Stevie, billion dollar idea. We got to. Good tweets. morning, Uncle Stevie. Be friendly. All right, I got to tag him though, right? So good morning, Uncle Stevie at Stephen yeah. King. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll put uh, Uncle, maybe Stephen my King. Billion quirky, dollar my, idea. my quirky friends. Billion dollar idea. Cujo, Cujo, Cujo versus Christine, but then they team up to fight. And Cujo drives Christine. Yeah, Cujo versus Christine. But then here, let me just share this with you. But, so I, I don't want to do this incorrectly. Thank you, Brad. Break. I appreciate the. I appreciate the dedication diligence. to quality. Should we say Act One? Should we have him like break it down already? Good morning, Uncle Stevie. Got a billion hey, idea Cujo for you. Cujo is Cujo's with a C, by the way. Oh, thank you. Come on. Cujo versus Christine. There you go. Doesn't but that feel then, better? Oh Brad? yes, yeah. I like the double C. Doesn't that feel right? Yeah. <laughs> this is a billion Stop dollar idea. Statistic. Cujo versus Christine. Only then they partner up. Period. Mm-hmm. Cujo drives Christine over to my house. <laughs> Parentheses. I am Brett. Mm-hmm. Then they bought me in the face and I'm dead meat. Yeah. I like that. I have like my bio on my Twitter account. This is this is very much okay. <laughs> well, you can send it from the Forever Dog account also. No, that's nah, confusing. That's all right. Support, that's all. I'll, commit, I'll commit. I'll commit. I'll commit. There's a dog. There's a dog, and dog is Cujo, and he'll be confused. I like when people see. Oh my these. god! I, oh shit! I haven't been recording any of this. I'm so sorry, Brett. That's all right. Right now I'm recording. We're now switching to Julio, Julie's HD audio. Julio, Julio's. Julio. Sorry. Should okay. we start from That's the beginning? Fine. Should we start? No, from- we're no, good. No, no, no. Hi, no, everybody. No. Welcome to Double Threat. Hi, everybody. No, we got good stuff. We got I good don't stuff. Know. Welcome to Double Threat. I regret everything I said about Conan. Please Welcome hire to Double me. Regret. Conan, please <laughs> hire me. And now just end this with, uh, I'll, I'll allow this, Brett. I'll allow a little personal flair in here. Thank you. Hashtag Go Hawks. Yeah. I thought they already died or they, no, they got it. They, it's a, no, it's not a long it's hard, way to go. Long it's road to travel over yet. yet. There's a, there's a good chance that, that Brett's Cinderella story, Atlanta Hawks go to the NBA finals. Good chance. Is that true? No, absolutely. Yeah. No, they're not. Got they're good not chance as anybody. No, yeah. no. They have the, they have the advantage right now. They, they, uh, they took home court from the Milwaukee bucks. Wait, and can now I Brett. Yeah. Yes. Why aren't you following Joe Biden? Yeah. <laughs> You're not following Joe Biden. Why aren't you following Joe Biden, Brett? Brett, his tweets are so great. Brett, he's our oldest president ever. All right. He's such a great tweeter, too. Sometimes he just falls asleep on the keyboard and his teeth yeah. start typing. Yes. His teeth start doing some major biting of those keyboard. Oh. Of those keys. No, Champ is gone. Not major. I love that dog. Major's cried. still with us. You cried when you read that? I cried. Mm. No? You killed him, didn't you? You I didn't cry. I didn't cry. I didn't cry, but I I uh I, I felt sad, of course. I cried like for a, like I was champ. A mess. All right, so I think this is a good tweet. 
I mean, it's not compared to other tweets. It's fine. <laughs> Have you seen what's and on this? I, then they bought me on the days. nose. <clears throat> then they bought me on the nose. How much? How much for the? How much for the rights? How much for the idea? I'd say he wants the rights. I like rights. Right. Well, how we want the, the rights. rights. We yeah. want to do this. Oh, I got it. Got it. Got it. We don't want. We don't want him to write this. We don't want another between us. We don't want another maximum overdrive uh, mm. with this idea. Another one of his uh, I like cinematic turkeys. Did I, did I like maximum overdrives? You did not didn't. like maximum. I didn't. Overdrive. Okay. I remember I one. watched like one minute of it because the sign was flashed. There was like a traffic sign that was like bleep bloop mm-hmm. instead of traffic ahead or something. That's the one where he directed it. Oh, he did. Yeah. He directed maximum overdrive. And Is running was, man his or no? I think Running Man's based on a, a sh- on a short st- store on a novella or so, I believe. Mm. It's based on Don novella. Isn't it amazing that if I did Running Man, that would be all I ever talked about till the end of time. I wrote Running Man. Oh, did you see my my book Running Man got made into a movie? It's be all I talk about. This guy wrote that. We can't even remember if he did it, if he wrote that or not. It's the fi- it's the fiftieth. Oh, like on his list of cinematic adaptations, we can't even remember if he did it. Like, I'm going to say this. I think this Stephen King, this guy's got to be a millionaire at this point, right? <laughs> Tom. I'm serious. He's got to have like a million dollars. Dollars. I'm telling you a million. There's no way this guy, or he's a pro. If he's not a millionaire, he's very close. A million smackaroos. Brett, tweet your tweet. It was cooler than a million dollars. This this tweet Cujo this tweet this tweet that's going out. Yeah. Cujo versus Christine. <laughs> All right, and tweeted. There we go. And I like anybody who sees these things uh, showing up. I look at Brett with his Atlanta Hawks thing. You just realize the <laughs> algorithm just <laughs> tilting things right at it. Here, Brett, buy this jersey. Yeah, guys, I'm going to take this off share. So I'm just looking to this real they're quick. Also, they're Check out these also jerseys. selling you White Claw. Yeah. Brett, I think we just got to look inside the Boehm household. White Claw, <laughs> White Claw, Hawks jerseys. <laughs> yeah, those are very different than my real. type. What are your what are targeted the, ads, Tom? Mine are like psychedelics are suicide. legal for depression in some ways. Mine are assisted suicide and uh, suing people. Mine are like all medical. <laughs> they're are, like they're like gastric bypass in Brazil mm-hmm. is like ten dollars. I'm like, okay, yeah. why are you telling me that? The mine are not good. The ones that they pitch to me. Although I will say the f- most fun thing I've ever seen is that when Amazon suggested the book I wrote as something I might want to buy, I thought that was the, that made me so nice. happy. That's oh, it made nice. me so ha- it made me legitimately happy where they're like, we think you might like this book. And then I was like, uh, you think, uh, I kind of wrote it. I think I might like it. Your lady friend comes in and you're just screaming at your phone. Uh, you think? yelling. Uh, you think? Let's see. Now, now it's so funny to see Brett's tweet show up in the feed, and you just know that people, when they see things like this, they know it's like, oh, that's Do double they? threat talking. Do they know it? I think so. 
Good morning, Uncle. <laughs> Just the idea, like <laughs> when they see Brett suddenly pit, suddenly tweet the dumbest thing you've ever seen. They're just like, yeah, this is double threat making Brett say that. Then they bought me on the nose. How much for the rights? <laughs> Hashtag go. You can hear us telling Brett to what to write. Well, you can tell you which is it. me and which is you, too. Yeah, it's like because they alternate every other one. Right. And is, then, the, is, the, but then the spirit, Tom, is the third entity that you and I create when we're together. Exactly. One plus one becomes 11. Well, speaking of uh, spiritual entities, oh, sorry, I jumped the gun there. No, sorry. I was going to name Sorry, him. I stepped on I was going to name the spiritual entity. That's okay. I just got too eager. His name is, his name is Flip Flops. Mm-hmm. He's a little puppy. He's a shaggy old dog named Flip Flops. That's all I have if, to say. If not Joe the smart, Biden not said, the smartest thing I've said, but what if Joe Biden said, "I got a feral wolf, and <laughs> he's going to be my new pet, and his name is Flip Flops," <laughs> and and every photo of Jill going forward is her looking very worried. Yeah, everybody looks just scratched and bit in every photo now. Like, and he's like, "I do all the press. I do all my press conferences." From a closet in the Oval Office because I'm scared of flip-flops. We're all kind of scared of flip-flops. I think, like, Biden is, like, I think Biden is the one person that flip-flops doesn't bite. So so Biden's always like, why are you all, why are they so afraid of flip-flops? He'd be like, come here, (laughs) flip-flops. Flip-flops. And then poor Jill, it like takes years off of her life. She goes from wearing jackets, they'd say love on it, to to Uh jackets that say help. Yeah, she's sitting. She's sitting in in uh, the White House, and suddenly flip flops come smashing through a window, like straight, just like like attack, like just kills Putin, and then they have to backstep it that it was like that was the plan the whole time. Yeah, and they get flip flops to help people get vaccinated, like (laughs) Like get vaccinated, growling them into flip flops is gonna get you. Here's a new policy with the vaccination. Flip flops is gonna bite you. I like. I'd like to introduce you all to the new ambassador of vaccination. Yeah, the ambassador f- uh, to f- of vaccination. His name's Flip Flops. Is a rough. I'll tell you, he's a tough customer. This dog. This dog means business. And then everyone just like behind him just shakes their head and just says he's not a dog. Yeah. Yeah, they're like. Sir, it's a it's a wolf. We're not sure how you got it. We don't even know how you got it. He just showed up one day. Biden showed up with like a crate with a wolf in it. Meanwhile, major major is empowered by flip flops Mm -hmm. because now he's the good guy. Yeah. So if he but if he chomps on like two or three people a week, that's fine. He gets away with Mm -hmm. it because compared to his older brother, younger brother, yeah. Compared to his older brother, you got flip flops and the old uh, major, and then uh, and be like, "Who named this dog flip flops?" <laughs> I feel like he like came with that name. You're like, "What are you talking about?" He told me that yeah. was his name. Told Duh. me his name was flip flops. <laughs> Press conference is canceled today because flip flops. We can't. <laughs> he's on the loose. <laughs> flip flops is um not it. He's not in the White House at the moment. Yeah, sir, sir, Mr. President, Mr. President, where is flip flops? Um, we would, uh, um, oops, gotta go. And then he runs away. 
I think we're going to be doing stuff from uh, this hotel room now instead of the White House because we're all kind of scared because of flip-flops. He kind of owns the White House now. What are we going to do? We don't know what to do. Flip flops has a nuclear football. Flip flops, flip flops, and run around with the nuclear football around his neck. Then flip flops starts just... hiring dogs to protect him. Yeah, flip flops has a wolf army all of a sudden, <laughs> and they just be like, "Sir," uh, like the like the chief of staff will be like, uh, "Mr. President, I don't want to alarm you. If flip flops lays down at the wrong angle, uh, he will." Uh, initiate the nuclear launch because that football's around his neck. If he lays down, if he starts rolling around, like it's okay right now, as long as that football's around his, the nuclear football's well, around his neck. Then Biden's but like, if, well, then don't give him a bath. Yeah. You've seen but dogs after a bath. There's some AstroTurf over there and he really likes how scratchy it feels on his fur. He might start rolling around on it. But the, I think that I think the answer is don't give him a bath. You've never seen a dog so eager to get the smell of grass or floor back on him after mm -hmm. you bathe him. Yes. Flip flops yeah. isn't any different. Well, I think maybe in Cujo versus Christine, they got to go fight flip flops then. All right. New tweet. Yeah, got it. Uh, by the way, uh, this the first tweet got its first comment. Uh, somebody said someone has slipped something into your rubs and glazes. Oh, uh, that's rude. Hmm. Yeah, something. Someone has slipped something into your rubs and glazes. <laughs> when you when you make the rubs and the glazes, what's the, what's the last yeah. one you made? Yeah. First of all, tell us about the last rub or glaze. Um. Well, you know, I was in uh, I was in Dallas last weekend for for um for yes! our baby shower. So I had to. Uh, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so I had to sh you know show off for the in laws a little bit. Um. Uh, mm -hmm. So I made my famous uh, blackened catfish with Pontchartrain sauce, uh, which employs a uh, a with what well, train? A Pontchartrain. Crazy it's train sauce. Crazy train. I'm with crazy sauce. train sauce. I mean, yes, you'll feel like you're on a crazy train to to, to flavor town when you when you try this uh, when you try this. Uh, oh, God. Uh, What's in it? Sauce. What's in it? it is. Uh, well, this is the sauce that you previously have derided uh, publicly, but it, it is. Uh, it is. Uh, Tom, I think that counts as him snapping <laughs> at me it. again. There it is. <laughs> Brett, Did I'll see you myself. I'm looking at my keys. I'm looking at my keys to my F-150. The energy he put in the word derided hurt my feelings. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no. Wow. He's he cuts to the quick. What's in it, Brett? Right. Oh, is, the, is quick in it? Nestle quick? <laughs> Strawberry Nestle, Nestle quick? quick? It comes with a side Could, of Nestle quick, what? a shot of Nestle quick. So what's in this godforsaken okay, 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 glaze? Okay. So this is the one with it's a uh, uh, well. Well, the, the, the catfish employs a sort of Cajun rub, a sort of Cajun spice rub. So you're rubbing the fish, and this is not a glaze; it's a sauce. That that's a rub, and then and then there's a sauce that that goes with it, uh, which has shrimp and crab in it, um, uh, and mushrooms, and a bunch yeah. of different veggies. Sort of. I remember of, why uh, I derided it. Now I remember why I derided. I, I did commit one of the cardinal sins of cooking, though, where uh, I'd only made, ever made it for. I think I've, the most I made it for is four people, and I had to make. Putting, I had putting to make ricin in it. <laughs> well, I had to make mm -hmm. it. For, yeah, you put ricin <laughs> in it. <laughs> no, Tuco, Tuco. I got to watch more of that show. This Tuco seems like a rough, rough fella. Customer. And it's going to, I just picture, if I had to guess, I think the show's just going to be Walter White and Tuco going back and forth for 
for years. And I also, for some reason, can foresee Danny Trejo's head on the back of a tortoise. I don't know. That's my my two predictions are this Breaking Bad show is just Tuco and Walter White fighting and Danny Trejo's head is on the back of a tortoise. How how right or wrong am I? Okay. Well, I, I'm not going to tell you. You got to watch it yourself. Okay. So wait, Brett, what's the cardinal set of cooking? Well, I'd only, you know, I'd only served it for four people and I was cooking for 12. So I underestimated the prep time. I told him dinner would be served at 730 and it hit the table at 930. So it was uh, two dinner was two, two hours, hours late. late. <laughs> yeah, it was not good. Wow. Because you're used to cooking for two people and then you remember there are 12. We're hungry. We're hungry. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. I'm trying to work on this goddamn rub. <laughs> it's like, to, how many times does he snap at his, like, because he snapped at us a lot yeah. lately. Do you want the oh. rub? Do you want it right? Or do you want it now? Fuck, you, want- you, guys want, you guys want the rub? He just comes out and starts pouring it, like slapping it on like people's thr- faces. Like taking pepper and throwing it at yeah. people's faces. Fine. Now you're hungry. You feel good now. You're not hungry anymore. You eat my rubs. You eat the great. Now fine, eat this. It's shrimp and crab mixed in with it. I'm working, Julie. I didn't mean, this is probably not the place for you to find this out, but I've been developing a movie with Brett. Uh, Very exciting. It, and I want to bring you on at a point. It's called uh, the Nutty, it's called the Nutty Rub Fesser. <laughs> and it's basically about Brett is a, like a nerd who makes glazes and rubs. And then he makes this one rub that turns him into a buddy rub and he's so cool all of a sudden. What's the difference between buddy rub and Brett? Cause Brett as himself has a lot of swagger. What, what is buddy rubs deal? Well, Brett is, is like, I uh, get a lot of working here. I'm uh, trying to figure out like, the ultimate That's not uh, what he's like. Draw, glaze and rub, but, um, <laughs> he's, he's acting. He's a good actor. I'm working on uh, glazes and rubs here. I'm trying to figure out for the baby shower. I got to figure out the ultimate glaze and rub and uh, get it. And then suddenly the right one in the kitchen blows up. And then he suddenly is like, hey, baby. He's like, hey, you want my, I got some glaze and I got some rub. Let me bring out some salmon with some rub on it. Yeah. You like that, don't you? And he's cool all of a sudden. It's a biopic. Mm-hmm. It's about this. This already happened to me, Julie, which is why you're 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 in the buddy rub. You you never. Oh, experienced I understand. The, yeah. So you, oh my gosh, so you killed him. You killed off original bread, and you're living in but in as buddy rub. I think it was a transformation. Yeah, I didn't know you could be. do that. I didn't know you could. Ki- I thought you had to revert. You so you have been supplementing your daily bread with this potion that you keep reproducing. No wonder people were like, "What's going on in there?" You had to. You had to like you were traveling. You usually have like an access to like a huge urn of it. You had mm-hmm. to make more of this potion. That's why dinner was late. It had nothing to do with the food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, when I travel, I just have Please. little like uh, you know syringes, like little you know sort of you know with dry rub in them, and it just goes. It's just one a day keeps me sure on the right That's the right upsetting. side of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Syringes. Yeah, he's like the Frank Booth of glazes and rubs. T- TSA is like fine. He he puts the mask over his mouth and inhales, but it fills with glazes. He's like, <laughs> mommy, baby wants I, to fuck. I call this rub, rub blue velvet. 
Well, sounds like a good movie. It will be good. And it'll end with a giant battle between Buddy Rub, Frank Booth, and Tuco. Um, it's going to be really great. Then then uh, Flip Flop shows up and uh, leads a, wo- a wolf pack I will say, in. I will say if if this is my pitch, I know you guys are working on it together and you know, but then we, you made, let me you made say, that then very clear now, that I would be involved at oh, some no, point involved. of your dis- Yeah, but it you'll seemed a little. All right. Well, not on then, the ground then, floor, then apparently. Not on the ground floor. And we realize, we, we pull out, then we realize it's uh, Stephen King uh, in the hospital bed after the car accident. He's And he's, he's like, learning I came up, to write again. I came up with the greatest idea for Tabitha's a movie. Like, Tabitha's like, eat your pudding and go back to yeah. sleep. And then um, the then the doctor comes and like turns the dial, which just like or just injects like a, a something into the IV and then Stephen King falls asleep again and forgets the idea. Um I was going to pitch that as like a finale like in like the last like as a tag almost like that like Flip Flops drinks the potion and then like Flip Flops becomes like a cool dude. Mm-hmm. Like his, or maybe oh, he's exactly cool. the same but he just has like sunglasses on. I would love to see if Flip Flops all of a sudden it's like deal with it. Like the sunglasses lower down onto flip flops, right? Or he talks like a '60s version of cool, like "woof woof, baby." Julie, here's the greatest tweet I've ever seen. Uh, our friend uh, Alejandro Ar- uh, Arbona, a very talented writer, says, mm-hmm. "I expect we'll hear this tweet being dictated on Mondays at Double Threat Pod." <laughs> As a reply to Brett. <laughs> They're on to us. He smells what the bread is cooking. So, Tom. Yes. First of all, this is Tom. I'm Julie. You're listening to Double Threat. It is. This is Double Threat. And it's a very uh, exciting day here in Double Threat land. Because... Some days it's just Julie and Tom yucking it up. And sometimes and other it's just days. Julie and Tom and a guest yucking it up. Yeah. But this week we have Julie and Tom in the spirit world. Yucking yes. it down? Yucking it down, yeah. As above, so below. And here we are. And up and all around. And we have quite the guest. Right, Brett? This week. Oh, this is this is thrilling. This is this is truly, uh, you know, the the first first of its kind on Double Threat. Um, th- this is just such a such an exciting thing. And We're- frankly, any comedy podcast they have like the same five dodo birds, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. No, they they we 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 do things a little a differently little differently on, on Double Threat. Yeah, this is not your uh, your mother's. No, this is not your mother's podcast. We by do the way, things, how, uh, by the way, I, how is your mother's podcast? Oh, she's doing, uh, she's, she's doing she's good. Doing well, she's doing well. She's doing good. She just uh, she's a legion of skanks on, and uh, <laughs> they were fun. Um, she's got oh, she's got a legion of spanks. <laughs> yes, that would be well. That would be a great <laughs> lady. She and her gal, she and her gal pals. How is there not a podcast called Legion of Spanks? There is now. Just Brett, give me money. I'll do it. Got it. Working on it. 
Give me I'm money. I'm telling you, Brett, Legion of Spanks, you could pre-sell on that thing like nobody's business. Legion of Spanks. Do not tweet that at anyone. That's ours. Got it. It'll yeah. stay in my drafts. Okay, I was about it. to tweet it. Tweeted it. Yeah, don't. Maybe. Double Threat presents Legion of Spanks. Julie Klausner. Flip flops Biden. <laughs> Be like, you sure you want a wolf as one of the. Yes. The, it's, okay. Like, he, it's OK. He drank the potion. He's. He's flip flops could be a lady wolf. I know he can be, but he's not. He's a he's a male wolf and he's rabid okay. and he's he's intact, as they say. Flip flops as a man. Flip flops. Take it as your hand. <laughs> and he's howling all night long. He's that, singing his White House song. Is that Warren Zevon? But it can't be wrong. No. You don't know what it's, what it's like. like. You just don't know no, what, what it's, it's like to be a wolf. Name Flip Flops. Name Flip Flops. Living in the White House. Oh, get the well, what's his face back? Who's Barry Gibb? Is the the remaining Gibb? We should get him involved in this. See if he'll do a song to pay tribute to Flip Flops. Flip Flops will allow him to do it if it's Barry Giblets. <laughs> That's right. Flip Flops would be would hear Gib and think it's Giblets. Giblets. Yeah, think like, mm, I'm going to get a turkey. It's my favorite part of a turkey. Yeah. turkey. They call them turkey birds. Then dogs. Barry Gib walks in and Flip Flops is like, where's the turkey? I don't know about that. I think he, Barry Gib walks in and he sees Barry Gib as a turkey. Okay, like he said, like an old cartoon. Yeah, a, a turkey with a big furry feathery chest. And starts chasing around the Oval Office. And when Barry Gibb runs, he goes. <laughs> <laughs> but meanwhile, in his mind, he's singing. And Barry Gibb is actually singing. And we got nothing to make guilty of our love. And we got any mountain. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> now, Brett. Well, uh, who, speaking who is of our guest, yeah, I was about today? to say. Speaking of BGs, we're about, we're about to be joined by oh, uh, right. <laughs> by a wonderful guest. Uh, this is. Um, uh, a uh, we'll have her kind of introduce herself because I don't want to screw up the semantics yes. of all of this, but essentially a, a yeah. uh, medium spiritualist, someone who is able to uh, uh, talk to to other realms, uh, other planes of existence. Uh, Colby Rebel, Colby Rebel is joining us right now. Bringing on Colby. And should we get this joke out of the way? Tom is that she's a celebrity medium. She's a celebrity medium, but I'm a uh, not celebrity XL. Uh, <laughs> Got that out of the way. Feel okay. better now. now let's and bring her in. Here so. comes Colby. Colby Rebel. Hello, Colby Rebel. Hi, guys. Hi, Colby. Good, good morning. Hi. Good afternoon. Where are you? Where are you, Colby? Los Angeles. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. So, Colby, tell us about yourself because we don't want to screw up the semantics. You are a you are a, a spiritual medium. You are um, is it fair to call you a, a psychic or a spiritualist? What do you how do you prefer your your nomenclature, I guess. Uh, I would say evidential psychic medium. 
What does that hmm. entail? What's the evidential? evidential? Evidential means that you're kind of giving them details and proof that their loved ones live on. So that may be through a memory or personality trait, perhaps a name, things like that. So it's a little more evidence rather than saying uh, all the woo-woo stuff. Okay. <laughs> you're an anti-woo-woo I'm a little, you know, listen, if anyone is working for the highest good, I'm all for it. Uh, But I think we need a little more, a little more down to earth, sassy, real people out there serving spirit as well. Tom, do you want to ask Colby anything to get started or? Sure. Well, I guess if in the, in the field, how, how long have you been practicing in the field, Colby? I've been professionally working for about eight years now. Okay. And did you feel before that, did you feel like this was something, a place you could have, you could, this could be your future or no, this was a complete no. curveball? No, what happened? So. What happened that it became that way? I I've always, I mean, I've always been intuitive and psychic and could connect to the other side, but who in their right mind thinks that you're actually going to do this for a living? I was a sure. tax accountant. I did tax returns. <laughs> so, so what was that first, it. what was that first moment like where you decided, ah, screw it. I'm saying who I am and this is who I am. I was in uh, that exact moment. I was in my tax accounting office and I was just, I was so unhappy. And I, I Mm -hmm. genuinely thought I was going to have a nervous breakdown. I really, really did. And I just said, something has to change. I have Mm -hmm. to get out of my own way. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. And Spirit, if you don't want me to do it, you pull me out of it. <laughs> and they haven't yet. So so knock on wood. But I'm still certified to do tax returns just in mm-hmm. case they, they uh, give me sure. the pink slip. <laughs> now, do you relief. ever, when you looked at somebody's, uh, somebody's uh, taxes and you're just like, I predict you are going to have money problems for a few years. <laughs> was that ever a part of like... <laughs> your psychic abilities? No, but you know, not exactly, but interesting enough without me really connecting the dots back then I would prepare a return and you know, the client gives you the figures and the numbers and I would get these weird feelings like, Hey, are you sure that number's right? I really feel like that's going to trigger an audit. So I wasn't Mm -hmm. like purposely doing it or purposely tapping in. But in hindsight, it's like, oh, wow, it, it really was there all along. You can't turn it off. I was something kind of something yeah. kind of poking at you saying yeah. something, something. Yes. Yes. So, Colby, what is your favorite thing to do? I know that you're probably called in to do all kinds of things with your talents. But what what is something that you're excited to do when someone calls you and you're like, oh, yes. Uh, professionally, I would say it's really those one-on-one sessions. I, you know, when you get a chance to connect to someone's loved one and you can see their reaction, you can feel that, you know, you're bringing through details that you really wouldn't know otherwise. Um, and someone is really receiving that healing from it. That to me is really what is the most rewarding. Now, what are what are some of the misconceptions about the field and what you're able to do? And what are some of the things you're able to do? And not able to do. I think a misconception is that I walk around and everywhere and I'm just like, you and you. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just reading everyone. And we 
I don't. I'm not walking. No, listen, if I'm at a bar having my glass of wine, that's the only spirit I want to talk to. Okay. Ah, sure. Yes. <laughs> so, I hear you. You know, it just, you know, some people think that or some people, you know, like I said, I'm from New Jersey. So, you know, it's oh, very. So am I. Thomas yeah. from New Jersey, Colby. Yeah. Where, where Tom? Oh, I grew up or should, around. Should I be telling you? <laughs> you, you? Oh, you should tell me. Yes. I'm sure you could guess. You'd say what exit would be the way I would know. Um, no, I, I was around uh, the New Brunswick area. Okay. More or less. Okay. Got it. How about you? I am uh, south of Cherry Hill, so about okay. 20 minutes south of Cherry Hill. Outside so you're right, of, uh, right outside of Philly. It, right outside of Philly over the Walt Whitman Bridge, Deffer, mm-hmm. Williamstown, any of that. So, Colby, you're in Los Angeles, right? You're, yes. You're, you're, and are you like a celebrity? Like, what, what is your relationship to Hollywood and celebrity and um, being a celebrity medium, but also communicating with celebrities? So, you know, it's, they're just like anybody else. Right. And it's, I have, I do have celebrities that come in and see me and I think that they really enjoy that really private space that we have, but you know, it could be anybody off the street that really wants that connection. I don't, it's not only celebrities, but it has been really crazy to connect to some celebrities um, on the other side and to know things. So it is kind of interesting. And when I do have someone that I know is of that celebrity status, I really try to, when I connect to that spirit, to kind of get things that you don't see on Google, that you wouldn't know, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, anyone anyone could see things. So to kind of pull in things like that, I feel like feels uh, really, really special. Colby, is it all right if we kind of give you some celebrities and maybe show you some video and see if we can talk to, for example... We're obsessed with Orson Welles and he hasn't been with us for a long time. But is this is this like I don't know how you work. Is this like a strange request to kind like, of like reach out to a celebrity or is d- that dial something? a celebrity? <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I don't I don't know. the yeah, what, is, what is the process? We, we, we are new to this. Normally, I would just reach out to see who's around you and and bring them in that way. But Mm -hmm. if you want to show me a video, I can look at it and see if I could tune in and see if there's anything I get, which is kind of cool because I don't know about Orson Welles too much. So if you know a lot about him, that would help. Do you guys know enough about him that you can validate or do you not really know a whole lot? To some extent. I mean, we have some video of him, I think. We we know we're, we're fans and and (laughs) we, we know enough that we could, we could validate. And then we we could try it. We and then we have a, a friend that's going to be joining us at some point, and he just wrote a song about Helen Keller, and he's a big, like, Helen Keller fan, and we thought that would be another cool kind of, you know, I mean, who wouldn't want to, like, be in touch with her? Right. Sure. Exactly. It's yeah. so funny. There's a weird thing going on now. Uh, Are the lights cool. move blinking? No, 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 not that. Oh. No, I'm just saying where there's a, there's a lot of kids who, for whatever reason, don't believe Heller Keller, Helen Keller was a real person. That's crazy. <laughs> I know. It's real. These kids on TikTok are saying that it's a conspiracy and that she never was real. Oh, that's so sad, isn't it? Yeah. So our friend John, who's a songwriter and comedian, and he's completely brilliant, wrote a song to increase awareness of the fact that she was a real person. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Is John joining us anytime soon, Brad? Yeah, yeah. John's going to be joining us uh, momentarily. Uh, and and in the meantime, like you said, I've got a clip here of Orson Welles uh, very near the end of his life. Uh, and in fact, I believe this is his, his last appearance on camera uh, before his death, uh, introducing an episode of, of Moonlighting, the television show Moonlighting. It was a special episode of Moonlighting that they filmed in black and white as a tribute to uh, film noir. Uh, and Orson Welles, the great Orson Welles, filmed a cold open introduction for it. Uh, uh, and, and this this uh, episode actually aired five days after he died on October 15th, 1985. Uh, and here it is, Orson Welles on Moonlighting. Good evening. I'm Orson Welles. Tonight... Broadcasting takes a giant leap backward. In this age of living color and stereophonic sound, the television show Moonlighting is daring to be different and share with you a monochromatic, monophonic hour of entertainment. Approximately 12 minutes into this evening's episode, the picture on your television screen will change to black and white. Nothing is wrong with your set. I repeat, nothing is wrong with your set. Tonight's episode is an experiment, one we hope you'll enjoy. So gather the kids, the dog, grandma, and lock them in another room. Then sit back and enjoy this very special episode of moonlighting. That's pretty crazy. It's it's actually funny when I do my I've never seen that, but when I do my my podcast, I always I say the same thing. Take your kids, uh, no ringing, dinging, blinging. Take your kids, husbands, dogs, throw them in the room. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's kind of cute. Um, you know, so a couple things that I get. So we'll see what you can validate around him. So a couple things that I get. First of all, I actually think he either did a lot of narration. So obviously we see this video, but I feel like either he told stories, like he feels like a storyteller to me. So either he did stories or narration, but I also feel like he's extremely intelligent. Like I feel like people may not know, um, like to me, he feels formally educated, but I feel like he's done a lot of studying and a lot of training that maybe a lot of people don't really, like classic, something classical to me. So I feel like maybe people don't know about that. So real weird, I don't know if he happens to do, if he's ever done fencing or sorts, but I saw that for him as well. And I also get the sense that I feel like even though he did this, I feel like there's a part of him that just didn't like the limelight. I feel like he's actually much more introverted. I feel like he did these things because he had to, or there's a lot of pressure on him. But I feel like towards the end, he doesn't really give me the sense that he was enjoying it or liking it. Um, <clears throat> do you happen to know if he had uh, COPD or anything with his chest? Because I get a lot of complications with his breathing or his chest. Do you guys happen to know that at all? Um, I'm not sure specifically, but he did have different health uh I mean, Concerns. he died at 70. He's 70 in that clip, which I think is a young Yeah, age. that's pretty he young. He does not look 70 in that clip to me. Yeah, he feels pretty young, but he also feels like there's something going on with the chest, like either a cancer or a COPD. But to me, there feels like there's something going along with that. I just feel like, too, it, it, he also gives me the sense, 
it's like, I feel like maybe he didn't live in the city. Like he either lived on the in the country because he makes me feel like this is like his go-to place, being out in the country. Again, not a guy who likes to be around a, a lot of people. Do you know if he became a little bit of a recluse or private? Do you guys know any of that at all? Um, I am not sure about that. I know he was, uh, he was somebody who would be sociable with friends. Right. But was was kind of like like shy away from the public eye, though. I don't think like he likes the red carpet or the glitz and the glamour. I, I just don't really get that sense. Although I do feel like he likes a, a good um, uh, like a cognac or a bourbon oh, or yes, sure. like to me, he gives me a feeling like because I saw a mm -hmm. rocks glass. So I feel like he does <laughs> like that around him. So it's so weird, though. Do you happen to know if I mean, this is so random. It, he's not knighted by chance, is he? Or because uh, I just see this sword. So does anyone know anything like if that would connect to him at all in any way? Well, I would say with uh, with with uh, sword stuff, he he also was a very he was a Shakespearean actor. In a oh, lot of there sense. you go. OK, OK, that would make sense then. OK, got it. I also just feel like, too, um, I feel like there's a whole secret life to him that people didn't know about. So I get the sense that there were relationships behind the scenes. So I mm -hmm. feel like for him, there's like a secret. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to, you know, I want to be respectful to his family sure. and stuff, but I almost feel like there was something, a, a secret behind the scenes or a kind of someone he's attracted to behind the scenes that he wasn't real public mm -hmm. about. Well, so. this is the most, this is my most important question about Orson Welles Colby. Would he like us? Do you think that he would like me and Tom? <laughs> I think I really feel like the one thing I got is so one thing about Orson, he's got this really dry, witty sense of humor. And I do feel like Tom has that. I'm, and I feel like oh. he really would like this banter. You know how you guys have that dry banter between you? I feel like he would really, really like the the banter. That He would like Tom's wit. But do you think he'd be attracted to me as an exotic uh because he he had a he had a lover named Oya Kodar who was an exotic beauty. I feel like if you were if I'm I feel like if he loves the lipstick, I will say that. So he loves the bright Ooh. colored lipstick. For the uh, listener at home, Julie is currently wearing red lipstick. And I feel like if you had um you know the thigh-high stockings with the garter belt? Yes. I feel like he that's kind of like that kind of um I don't know what do we call um like the a dancing burlesque, kind of, a, a little burlesque that, dancing, a little bit of that burlesque look. I feel like, yes, that definitely would be his thing. Yes. Okay. And that's a little bit of what I was saying behind the scenes, like a little bit behind the scenes that he didn't make. I, I feel like there's a, uh, some uh, fetishes no, behind that's the a, scenes. Um, yep. But again, mm -hmm. I want to be respectful to sure. him. Sure. Now this is, I think this is all, in, all in the bounds of respectable. Yeah, yeah, so I feel like, you know, he would like that. So I feel like that's what, what he would, that he would find attractive about you. He would definitely so he would, like us. He would like us, Julie. That's kind of all I needed to that's know. That's all we really needed to know. I'm kind of friends with Orson Welles, everyone. We're just, yeah, we're kind of, <laughs> we're kind of tight. You're yeah, tight. We're kind of tight. Yeah. yeah, we're tight. Are there certain celebrities that are chatty that you come across over and over? 
Like where or, you're just like very easily or, accessible. Or are there people that keep crossing your path, Colby, that yes. are in your life that you kind of sort of or, or people that are maybe like hard to shake in your own personal experience that yeah. are just like, Colby, we got Uh-oh. more to tell you. <laughs> not too often. I mean, not not really. Not not too often. Um just not really. There's just only certain times when I am connecting, they'll come forward. I mean, a really fun one was um, Mama Cass. Yeah. Because I didn't even know who she was. And and I guess she had a daughter and I did this reading and she came through and it was really kind of cool because I had no idea. And that was really a fun one. And that lady, you know, could be kind of loud. She was definitely mm. loud and kind of boisterous so that was kind of a fun one and um I think it was um one of the Baldwin boys it was a uh I can't remember exactly who it was it was like a friend but like another celebrity friend and they something about he was running with the bulls but this loved one this friend was telling me all about it and it was really fun so Mm -hmm. We you have know, a connection the, to Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin keeps coming up on this show. Oh, he's, he's with us. He's not on the other side. No, no. It's one of Alex's uh, brothers I did the reading for, and oh, it was cool. one of his friends. And cool. Chris Farley. I connected to Chris Farley once, and that was insanely crazy. That was, like, wow. really crazy. Um, you know, and again, I think the coolest thing about it is when you're connecting to a celebrity, you know, we see them, but when you get something about their personality or their private life that they didn't share with people. And that to me is like, that's what makes them real and human. A couple of things that were really odd though, that happened. It's not that I predict death at all. I can't necessarily say that, but weird stuff will happen. For instance, um, I used to have a poster of snow dogs which uh, was signed by uh, Jason Biggs, but Chris, um, it's Chris, uh, Chris Walker or something Walker. Uh, what's the- Paul the, Walker. Paul Walker, thank you. So um, that was a movie Paul Walker was in. And a couple days before he passed away, my best friend was visiting and I said to her, hey, we can take the poster off the wall. I don't need it anymore. And she's like, why? I says, I don't know. I just heard I don't need the poster anymore. And then like three days later, he died, which was crazy. And then there was um, the, what's her name? I I wanted this, uh, Tawny. Tawny? Tawny Katane. Yeah. Yes. I had done a reading for Tawny and, you know, she really, really loved it. And again, uh, I had was just literally mentioning her name to a friend like, oh, yeah, Tawny was really cool, blah, blah, blah. And then literally just a couple of days later, she passed away. So it was like kind of weird. Like, so make sure I don't mention your name um, because yeah. <laughs> it could be a red flag there. Or if they do, then just Uh-oh. don't go out into traffic anytime soon. Anything. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. But a couple of things like that come up every now and again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, look, oh, we have John. There's John. Colby, we're so excited to introduce you to one of our best friends, one of the the, the funniest guys alive, who we often say we can't believe he's our friend because he's so funny. You mentioned hey. Chris Farley. This guy's funnier than Chris Farley. Yes. <laughs> this guy makes Chris Farley look like a true mediocre talent. 
like a this true is, medium, no pun intended, talent. Talent. <laughs> this is this is John Daly, and he's the best. John, Hi. look, it's our friend Colby Rebel. It's our new friend. Colby. Colby Rebel, what's up? How are you? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Hi, John. Nice okay. to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Um, what uh, brings you on the show? I guess uh, they wanted a little <laughs> bit of insight here, right? Uh, uh-huh. on, onto some some loved ones and friends on the other side. And no, oh, I had no idea. Okay, yeah. wow. Now, John, cool. you have a, you have a, a a song you just released. I have a song. Yes, yeah. And Which we were about- telling Colby yeah. that. Sorry, go ahead, Tommy. No, no, no. I'm- oh, sorry. We were just telling Colby <laughs> that you might. Tommy. <laughs> I call Tom Tommy sometimes. He hasn't asked me to stop, so okay. I'm going to keep doing it. All right, I'm but not going to do, do it. it. I'm not going to do not, it. I'm not leading by example here. Yeah. This is me playing with fire in my own way. No, Julie, you have a pass to I call have me Tom. one Tommy pass, and I ain't sharing it. No. Um, yeah. This is non-transferable. Yeah. But uh, I know you would. I know you would. I know you would. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> could call me Johnny or Johnny D or anything. Well, Johnny, Johnny D. D, Johnny D, we've told Colby has a single out. Uh, he dropped a new song yesterday about Helen Keller, and we yes. were going to pull up some some clips of Helen Keller and maybe, you know, get get some insight into her from from Colby's uh, point of view as a medium and as a. That is such a good idea. Yeah, especially but- since people on TikTok and YouTube are kind of like putting out rumors that she never existed, or that if she did existed, she was faking her. Uh, maladies so my my song is helen keller it's called helen keller is real it's all about her it's kind of a history of her life hopefully funny and it is a registered nft for sale it goes on sale tomorrow sunday helen keller's birthday and investing in this nft which is an ethereum backed uh non-fungible token that is called helen keller is real you're essentially investing in the reality and affirming and enshrining the soul kind of of Helen Keller on the blockchain. So that'll go. Yeah. Watch this. Mm -hmm. Watch the space. Watch my space. Yes. Um, But let's. But Helen Keller was a she was kind of like weirdly like deigned by the U.S. government to kind of be this special person. And um, she's very fascinating in that way, too. But uh, go ahead. Should how about what if I I connect and give some things, but then then you, before you tell me anything about her, then right. this way you can validate. Okay, sure, Helen Keller. Yes. Does that sound fair enough? No, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. By the way, hello. Okay. Cool. Does that sound good to you, Tom and Julie? Absolutely. I love this idea. You're in charge, yes. Colby. You're at the wheel. Incredible. Okay. This is incredible. So. A couple. Th- okay, so one of the things I get is that I feel like people didn't realize how lighthearted she could be. I feel like there's this sense that she's serious and that it's always intense. But I actually feel like she was known to be very funny or lighthearted. I feel like I also feel like she was incredibly gifted with her hands. So either maybe some creating or art. Like to me, I feel like there's a real sense of creating around her as well. And yeah. does that make sense, John? Do you know any Absolutely. of this? Absolutely. Well, her, her hands were essentially her speech centers, uh, you know, so, so I can't imagine the kind of coordination or kind of like special abilities you could develop when your hands are your, also your mouth. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. But I, 
It's, it's interesting. I wonder if anyone's ever looked. I feel like either she has drawings or some artwork. I wonder if anyone ever looked into into it to see if there's something like that. I mean, that is kind of a, a thing for a joke, but oh. poss- you know, Helen <laughs> Keller. You know, did Helen Keller draw this? And I'll put that out there. But I, I want to say she could probably draw beautifully because she was such a sensitive person. Yeah, and I just feel like for her too, I do feel like she had a strong connection. A spiritual connection, because I feel like she had a strong connection to the earth, um, really taking care of the earth, her feet in the earth. So I feel like there's a strong connection that way for her as well. You know, what's funny. Her first four words were doll, water, earth and and um, food. I think. Wow. Yes. Doll, water, earth and food. That's interesting. Very cool. Yeah, that is really neat. So she gives me a sense too where. I feel like for her, it's, you know, she's definitely, you know, a lot of what she did was channeling. I don't, I, I mean, she, I don't know if she realized that or not, but there's definitely channeling she was doing. So I definitely feel like there's this great sense of that. Also, do we know, I almost feel like, I know that's going to, did she write a book? Do we know, John, if she actually wrote a book? Yes. Okay. Yes, she like, did. Autobiography. Yeah. Okay. Cause I feel like. I see a, I see a book. I feel like she kept a journal and then made a book out of it is what I, what I get. That makes Um, sense. Yeah. And then I feel like too, I don't know if she started a school, but I see a connection to a school for her. So I feel like either she started a school or there's something around a school. Oh, well, there have been schools started in her name and she started an institute, which, um, you know, uh, part of the proceeds from my NFT will be going to her, uh, her institute and whoever buys and owns the NFT eventually, uh, they will be tithing to the institute too automatically. Okay, got it. Do you happen to know? I mean, so I know you mentioned this month, June, as you know, her birthday month. Yes. Would you happen to know if the month of October is significant? Like either the passing is in October or anything connected to the month of October? I'm not sure. Okay. Um, she gives me October, so I wasn't sure if there's a birthday for someone she's connected to or a passing or an anniversary, but she gives me that thing. I also feel like she fell in love. So do we know if there's like a partner for her? Because I felt like she actually fell in love. Well, you know, it's funny. She was buried next to Ann Sullivan, her lifelong companion. So there had to be some sort of love there, you know, and some, some kind of the kind of love that you can't even really quant. I mean, the person that healed her and raised her and is her lifelong companion and friend. So that's a kind of like crazy love that she had with Ann Sullivan. And then she loved, I don't know if she had a, a bow, um, but uh, I'll say this. I don't want to be gr- weird, but she's beautiful. You know, she's beautiful. She's beautiful. Yeah. I feel like there was a romantic relationship. So maybe dive into that on your next song. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. I should make more music about her. <laughs> All right. Now but we can watch you. her clip. That's yes. really cool. I mean, you're that was entirely accurate. Yeah. I mean thank very, you. very perceptive and very yeah. Very detailed. In this room sits a remarkable woman. She's Miss Helen Keller. She does not see the room or the book that she's reading. She sees nothing. She does not hear the rustling of the curtains behind her. She hears nothing. She is deaf, deaf and blind. But if you enter a room, she will know it. Your lightest footfall will tell her you are coming. 
In reaching out beyond her dark and soundless night, Helen depends most on touch. Two other senses remain to her. There's taste and there's smell. Scent, the scent of objects and places and people, tells Helen much that we learn with eyes and ears. No way she's faking it. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, not at all. No. These Zoomers, come on. Come on. Come Zoomers. on. Tighten Zoomers. it up. Get it, what are you doing? get it together, Zoomers. Gather yourselves up and then go jump exactly. off a, a lake. Go jump in a lake. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but that's amazing. I mean, that's amazing, right? I mean, wow. Yes. Yeah. I mean, what now she they're... overcame is crazy. Grace. Um, it's the true definition of grace. Yes, grace. absolutely. Yes. That didn't show her fun side, but, um, you know, I'm sure she could joke around with the best of them and mm -hmm. she, no. she would have been at the at the back table at the comedy cellar she's in the pool with super soakers <laughs> well just as an aside john your the song is out is the song going to be a part of the album the song is going to be a part of the album the album is going to come out later this year hopefully in november and um uh yeah out on northern spy records and uh the song the song will be on the album yeah I'm telling um, you, this album is going to be so packed with hits. People are not even going to be able to know how to handle it. John Daly is, I mean, he's the funniest guy ever, but he can put out these really crunchy tunes, Colby. They're like earworms. I feel like, John, I know this is going to sound so, like, let me just say this, because it's going to, and you have to promise to validate when it happens. But I feel like, um, I feel like you are definitely going to have a dream of Helen Keller, and I feel like it's going to be a visit from her. I, I so. Well, do you think she'll be grateful for the the validation and the exposure? Uh, well, I feel like she's more grateful, not about the exposure, but more grateful that the truth is coming out. So more grateful that people are defending the truth. Mm -hmm. His uh, John, we can't hear you. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Now, now we can. Now we can. Okay. You know, I mean, your spirit must get, um, uh, you know, uh, stirred when somebody, uh, you know, kind of says that your name, you're, you aren't real. I mean, your spirit, your soul, and your, your being that exists beyond must get stirred, much like in the way that, you know, in the Viking definition of Valhalla, you know, there's, you know, you're living your ultimate life and as long as your name survives then your soul survives so if you're someone disparages your name in that kind of way you get stirred and so my defense even though it's a funny project is real and enshrining her on the blockchain as an nft um part of her being she must feel that as a kind of solidifying her legacy in the face of so much zoomer uh, obviously you know, uh, Zoomer rumors, Zoomer rumors. Yeah. It's like these Zoomer rumors. we got to stop it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But she's going to find people to defend her. Uh, Julie, do you happen to have a ginger colored cat in the other on the other side, like an orange cat that's in spirit? She's um, she was a a, a tortie, a tortoise shell. I don't get yeah, a big white belly. So she mm -hmm. had like a little brown mask and a in a in a white tummy. OK, mm -hmm. just she says hi. Oh, okay. I miss her a lot. <laughs> she would hate this one. No question. She would hate this cat. 
<laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like she would. She's rolling her eyes somewhere, saying, mm-hmm. "This idiot mm-hmm. doesn't even know how to do it." I also did but like I how I liked how um, uh, Colby, you were doing more uh, uh, care for the engineering of the show than our own. Uh, producer, you're saying, John, we can't hear you. Yeah, she beat me to the punch there. Now, now, Colby, do you pick up on anything from from Brett? Any 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 energies or or what what do you get when you focus on Brett? Um, I f- I feel like Brett. I feel honestly, even though he tries not to show it, I feel like he actually works really, really hard. So I feel like this guy is well, like. This is news to us. Yeah. I mean, Thank Colby, you. Colby Thank of you. all of the revelations. Yeah. Of yeah. all of yeah. the revelations. Must be on the other side. People's lives. He must be working must hard be on, on the, the other, other side. side. <laughs> on this side. On this side, he's busy. He's, he, he, he's more focused. We're, we're having a little the bit kitchens. of a, a little bit of a conflict going on the show now. I can lower the. He'd rather the be in the veil kitchen, here. Colby. No, he, I feel like he, he does. And and it's also, I don't know, Brett, if you do, if you're working on like a, I, I mean, other than this podcast, I feel like you do producing, like you're working on your own project because I see you um, like behind the hours working on your own show or your own movie. Like I see that happening at the moment. So is that something you've been working on, Brett? It's funny. We actually yeah, talked about that, the movie that Brett and I, Brett and I actually are working on something a little bit. We started kicking around. That's yeah. We talked about it earlier in this show. Okay. So, and I feel like that feels to be really, I feel like the project that you're doing, Brett, it feels like it's going to be really good. And I feel like I it's, so. um, I feel like it's going to be extremely popular. So it feels to me to like keep going with it. It's the worst sure. news I ever heard. So, well, he's, yeah. he's already so a handful much. now. Yeah. Thank you. Brett, Imagine that a, head is going to explode the, when he hears this. The flush of success. Oh, no. We're in trouble. John, John do you have any questions for Colby? Oh, oh we can't we can hear, hear you again, John. Oh, Brett, oh, no, Brett, I got there you go. faster. Great I got job, there Brett. faster, Brett. I got there faster, Brett. <laughs> I got there faster, Brett. Gee whiz. Um, wow. Um, ah, wow. Okay, so... Uh, how is my aunt? Well, I was going to say that there, your aunt's on the other side. There's a woman yeah. on the other side. So yeah. because um, there, to me, there is a woman on the. But see, it's weird because your aunt feels more like a mom to me. So maybe you were really close to her or. I was pretty close to her. Yeah, yeah. But there's I feel like there is a woman on the other side and she gives me she gives me a sense of like you're just how busy you are. You, you must either, it's not that you, I'm not diagnosing in any way, but like either ADD, you constantly need to be doing something. You're have, you know, you have a million things, a million irons in the fire. And Mm -hmm. she gives me a feeling of really loving how you, but you give each thing attention. So I feel like you're extremely detail oriented, almost like, I wonder if you're just OCD or something. (laughs) Um, or ADHD. Okay. Because I feel like things have to be very particular for you, right? You're very like, and it's interesting because I think you were always like that. Even as a young boy, I feel like even as a young boy, um, there's a sense that you didn't necessarily like what the other kids were doing and, you know, they would find you all alone, like just kind of keeping yourself entertained, um, and there's something yep. e- either with, with like my shadow puppets, you know, when you were little, it's like not, um, 
it's it's not Legos, but I see you like playing with things and putting it together, like your mind saying, how can I build this? Were you really into either space or spaceships or anything like outer space, anything like this as well? Definitely. Yeah. Okay, Super into space as a kid. Yeah. Okay. Cause I see, I see that a lot. I do feel like this aunt would be your mom's sister. Is that correct? That's my dad. It's my dad's sister. Actually. Okay. Would you understand her um, being very like, I, I feel like she's actually very nurturing. So she definitely gives me a warm feeling, very nurturing feeling to her. Definitely. Yes. And she gives me a feeling too, like whenever she's coming over, like she's bringing baked goods. <laughs> she is. She was very. So like either bringing yeah. a cake or some cupcakes or things like that is what. That is what true. She, that okay. is very much her. Yeah. So I, I do feel like, um, you know, she's okay. Your dad is still in the living though, correct? Yes, there, John? Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like your, your dad, um, gives me, uh, she gives me a feeling that those two had been very, very close. Like even up until they were Definitely. older, yeah. I feel like they were very close and I feel like, you know, your dad, it's very painful to have lost her, but he kind of covers it up. I don't think he really shows it. That's but definitely true. Yeah, <laughs> she lets him. She lets him know. Just let him know that that he's that uh, she's okay and that she sends sends her love. Totally. Okay. Well, that's amazing. Bert Bert Reynolds is Bert Reynolds a celebrity who who is particularly chatty who passed away uh, within the last year or so. Is he somebody who is accessible? Uh, not, I mean, not exactly. It's not really dial up a celebrity, honestly. Well, I understand. I, mean- <laughs> I understand that. I just didn't know if that's somebody you get a, if that's somebody you get a strong, uh, vibe from or. Um, not necessarily. No, no, to be honest. Okay. All right. Not that I didn't like Burt Reynolds. I love Burt mm-hmm. Reynolds. He went to FSU. <laughs> yes. He was quarterback, but I just know that because I went to the university of Florida. So. Oh. <laughs> So he was a point. Why didn't you stay in New Jersey, Colby? What's wrong with Rutgers? Oh man, nothing is wrong with Rutgers, but uh, Florida is pretty amazing. And then once I got a dose of nice weather, that Mm -hmm. was it. I was never going back. Then I came out west. Colby, are you getting a sense from me? No more. Are you getting a sense from me that we're like kind of there's like a rivalry between us at all? Are you getting any sort of sense like that? I'm just curious. Are you from Tennessee? God help me. Uh, I'm a Georgia Georgia dog, baby. Ah, uh, see, I knew it was going to be SEC. I knew it was going to be the SEC. Look at that. Brett, the Georgia dog. That's what they, that's what we call, I, uh, we call Brett a Georgia dog. We didn't even know that that was the team. Johnny? Yeah. What's up? I love you, dude. Yeah, love you guys. Thanks. You're the yeah, best. John, thanks, thanks so much. Thanks for having me on. And um, check out the Keller video. Get Tom's book when it comes out. It's the best. Uh, you guys are the best. And uh, I'll see you soon. Yes. Thank you, John. We All right. You. Bye, love. See you later. Bye, John. Hi, nice to meet you, Colby. Nice later. to meet you, buddy. Colby, would you like to share anything else with us while we still have you? Is there anything else that we could do that might be fun? Um, I just feel like for you guys, it's kind of keeping up your energy and keeping up your vibe, right? Because I feel like although, you know, you bring the humor and the sensibility and the reality, I do feel like there's a deeper purpose that you guys are actually very passionate about getting the truth out there, very passionate about... um, 
kind of sharing. So it's not like a lot, mm-hmm. you know, some podcasts are just there to do it. I feel like you guys really are like, hey, let's kind of get, let's kind of expose some things. Let's put some things yeah. out there. Let's bring light to it. But also, you know, it's kind of cool that you're defending things as well, right? Like defending, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Helen Keller is a real person. That's, re- it's, you know, she is. And, you know, it's kind yes. of cool that you're bringing things on to defend them as well. Mm-hmm. Do you love our friendship? Colby, do you love me and Tom's vibe together? Can you feel the strength of our friendship? I can definitely feel a connection between the two of you without a doubt. It's I do feel though, if if we're just gonna I feel oh. though that oh, no. you oh, know, no. I know, but I do feel mm-hmm. like you it it's like you don't always see eye to eye. And I feel like Julie, you can be a bit of a spitfire. And when you really want something, like you will stand up for it. Like it's like, uh uh-uh. uh, like just don't cross you. So <laughs> I learned that lesson. Does that make sense, Julie? Is that yeah? You know, true. Brett, hold on a sec. So, sorry, Colby. Brett, what the fuck are you trying to say here? <laughs> Brett, I'll say this. Brett. Are you saying hold on a second? Putting myself on mute. Are you saying I provoked you last week? No, don't put yourself on mute. This is a conversation. Colby, I know you have <laughs> yeah. to go in. What in God's name no, are you talking no. about? You think I provoked you to snap at me last week, Brett? No, Brett what did I do? Brett blew a gasket last week. You had a lot week. on your plate. You had a lot Thank on your you plate. None that. of that is you put a lot on my plate. I didn't do anything, Brett. <laughs> no, it's a Brett. Brett lost his cool last week and went into a, oh. a, a blind rage. And it was a little scary. And he apologized to Julie. But... Uh, so we're kind of in the aftermath of that. The the embers are still still sizzling. Ah, <laughs> so we apologize for bringing our own lug or our own baggage. And I wasn't. To you, I was. Colby. We've yes. got our own. Was our own. I wasn't implying that you overstepped. I was implying that I just you know I, I learned the, the 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 consequences of being you know rude and and, and disrespectful to to mm-hmm. the great Julie Klausner. Um, and I'm living. I'm living oh, with the. Oh boy! Yes. <laughs> oh boy! Oh gee. Well, this is, I'm going to say happened, this. What happened, Colby, is Tom was the one who defended me. I wasn't the one who snapped back. My friend Tom came to my there we go. defense. <laughs> Thank you. And I'll say this. It doesn't take you. You don't need, you don't need much of a gift to pick up on the tension going on here, Colby. I think anybody <laughs> could read this uh, tension. This These room. two are going to go at it celebrity boxing style. It'll be like uh, Logan Paul fighting uh, and, yeah. Floyd Mayweather. There you go. <laughs> but with words Colby, instead of fists. Mm-hmm. Colby, thank you so much for joining us. And people can find you online. Yeah, absolutely. The website's ColbyRebel.com and Instagram and Facebook at Psychic Rebel is where I can be found. And I really awesome. thank you guys so much. I really thank you. Really appreciate no. your time and having me on. And uh, definitely would love to come back at some point. And maybe absolutely. Uh, maybe see if uh I could bring through Burt Reynolds for you. <laughs> that would be great. Well, we'll do that next time. This was a total treat, and we appreciate you taking the time. All right. Thanks again, you Thanks, guys. Thanks, Colby. Have a beautiful Thank day, you. everyone. You too. You too. Bye, Bye guys. Bye-bye. Well, Brad, it's good to know that Colby tapped into the idea that the nutty rub fesser is going to be a successful movie. Um, I'm glad we got validation from the spirit world on that. Your temper is way more dangerous than mine, by the way, Tom. Yeah, I just think they're way both dangerous. More, way nah, more. They're both dangerous. No, they just look I don't differently. Know. I'd cross me before I'd cross you, pal. Yeah. Well, that might yeah. be true. 
but <laughs> it definitely <laughs> is. It definitely listen. We could both hold a grudge, yeah. but all I'm saying is, if I had a loved one out there and they said, "Who should I piss off?" I'd say Julie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could. I would say, look, I'm not. I didn't know it was a race. I, I didn't, didn't either. She's the one who pit us against each other. Yeah. And by the way, we don't disagree on anything. No. That's wrong. I'm going to call that out. We're on the same side here. Yes. Now that we don't was. Fight. Uh, I haven't fought. I don't even don't think fight. I've ever. No, I don't think I've ever fight. fought with you. We never fought. We don't, we don't fight. We don't have to fight with you. We got about. something. We clear it up. We move forward. Mm-hmm. And this, this this Brett is the one. If anybody's getting in the way of our friendship. <laughs> It's this Brett with his rugs I and glazes. Say, I'm not his... saying that Colby is anything but wonderful, but I am just because I'm a redhead. That's all. And Spitfire. I, I mean, Said I've heard you're a Spitfire. Yeah. All right, whatever. I had an acupuncturist tell me something once, and I, mm-hmm. I was like that. I told her she was prejudiced. I said, "You're being prejudiced." I shouldn't have said that because she has needles. What anyway. word? What word gets is, is thrown your way? Saucy, fiery, fiery, fiery like brassy, brassy, the, the burlesque, yeah. the burlesque yeah. thing. You know, like the idea that, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, look, there's worse things to be associated with. Sure, like. Uh, like being associated with glazes and rubs, for example. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being associated with glazes and rubs. Nah. I wear it proudly. John Daly rules. What's an yeah, NFT? Don't tell me. You've told me what an NFT it's is so many times. It's a fungible token. But I want a fung. I want a fung with it. I know you are. You're I want it. Every token I get, I go, can I fung this one? You want everything to be fungible. I like Sometimes my Funko Pops. Are, some, I'll have my Funko Pops still. I love Funko Pops. I can say I'm looking for. I can eat like seven of them in a row. Oh, no, Julie. Those are not. What? Those are not food. But they're Pops. They said Pops, like Popsicles. They not, come on a. St- well, I always thought it was weird they didn't come on sticks. Well. Is it okay that I like eating them? You like eating? I think it might be some health concerns. I'm going to just say because they're plastic. What? And I mean, look, I know they look delicious. They're crunchy. I look. You I must admit they're crunchy. You they're must admit they're crunchy. I will admit they're crunchy. I did try to eat my <laughs> Butabi you brothers. Tried. You uh, failed. Not at the I Roxbury. <laughs> Funko Pops. I I got I, halfway through Doug Butabi, and then I just didn't feel so good, and I was like, I I think I'm sick. I got the whole set of deconstructing Harry Funko Pops. The blurry one, the blurry uh, the bl- I got the blurry one. I got Kirstie Alley. Mm-hmm. Deconstructing. I got the first African American character he yeah. wrote. Yeah. <laughs> Just, oops, it's a sex worker. That yeah, no, was, that I was think, a nice, that was a nice touch. Woody, yeah. Woody, uh, showing he's got his uh, finger on the pulse. It's yeah, I, he's like, pop. I listened, I listened. What Here she we, is. I got Funko Pops. I'm writing. He's <laughs> typing away. Interior Funko Pop store. A twelve-year-old, a beautiful twelve-year-old. Uh, Shop girl. Max, in parentheses, me, is online with his girlfriend. (laughs) Online with his girlfriend, Olivia Rodrigo. And we're (laughs) 
trying to buy Funko Pops. <laughs> Woody Allen writing something for Olivia Rodrigo is the funniest thing I've ever thought of. Listeners, somebody please do Woody Allen with the stickers on his face. The uh, the Olivia. Oh, Rodrigo that's perfect. Yes. You can tag you can tag Double Threat Pod in that one. Please, yes. And look, Fred, I want to say this. I owe you an apology. I know I've been we leaning too hard on these glazes and rubs. You work hard. And anyone, I, you know don't that. need a psychic to see how hard you work, Brett. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. You're no Brett. medium worker. Yeah, no, Brett, you're not a medium talent or a medium worker. You are on the so other beautiful. side of talent. You're talented. You're great. Forever Dog's the best. Still not sure about this whole Larry scenario, but who's Larry? Oh, Larry! Yeah, what? Who is Larry? We got an email about Larry. Who's Larry? Oh, oh he's, he's gone. About you. <laughs> it's a great moment when Larry was gone. We're like, hey, Larry's <laughs> gone. Like, thing really changed. Nice for to meet us you, Larry. Larry. <laughs> hey, hey guys, it's me, Larry. I want to say thanks for all the good times. Hey, no sweat, Larry. We appreciate it. I like how Fred like just knows edit, edit, edit. Edit, he's <laughs> like writing in notes. Mind, <laughs> like- he just wrote a time code down and he's like starting here to question mark. There's like going to be double threat scholars the way people talk about like in 1967 after Paul took LSD. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's going to be like, it's going to be like mm-hmm. in June 2021 when Larry left Forever Dog, the, the show changed in the following ways. Mm-hmm. I did yeah. edit out the original reference point from last week's episode. So, but I, I'm now I'm sort of tempted to leave in these callbacks uh, for that reason. Well, tell the us what the, tell happen. people what it was and tell people what it was. Uh, our our, our one wonderful CEO <laughs> Gary Reisman, uh, who who oversaw uh, Gary, one of the not Larry, uh, <laughs> who oversaw uh, a great tenure at Forever Dog, uh, has uh, has moved into a senior consulting position, and then the great my great friend Joe Cilio has moved uh, has become the new CEO of Forever Dog. Very exciting stuff happening. Uh, thank you, Gary. Uh, for your for your great years at Forever Dog, and very excited for the, mm-hmm. for the Joe Cilio years. And Tom to and I got an email about yeah. it. Hey, Gary's not here anymore. <laughs> Literally, get an email saying. <laughs> Two seconds later, get an email saying, "Hey, Gary is moving on from the company, mm-hmm. and we appreciate the time." And then, who emails you next? Email I get right away. And for, now, here's how it went: I read the thing, <laughs> I think to myself, "Who the fuck is Larry?" Gary. Then 15 (laughs) seconds later, I get an email from Julie says, who the fuck is Gary? (laughs) And I was like, yep. Same wavelength on this one. 15 seconds later, (laughs) I get an email. (laughs) No, but God bless him. He did. So he went to, he went to the mat for us. Wherever Gary is now, we wish him the best and we're happy to have been, you know, he was part of our journey. We're still on yeah. it. Yeah. You know where He's he is He's not. Now? I don't know why. But- He's a night manager of a Yoshinoya beef bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I thought 
thought Joe Cleo and you were the CEOs. I didn't realize there was another. Uh, Cilio, just Cilio. Um, no, we're, we're the co-founders. You know, you got that, you know, classic startup thing. That's what thing I knew. Of, I knew they were the co-founders. Yeah. Gary, okay. Gary, quote unquote, took us out of the garage. You know, that kind of phase of, sure. of the business. And yeah. now uh, Cilio is, is uh, oh, taking over Oh, I get what Gary those did. Guys, I get, those Tom, guys, I get what yeah. Gary, this is what Gary did. Yes, Julie exactly. Making it rain. The These guys are the steak. <laughs> Gary was the sizzle. That's okay. Never really understood what that expression meant. Well, they're 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 of substance. Gary's kind of some flash. Splish splash. Love Gary you, Gary. Have an edible on me tonight. Yeah. Oh, that's a what? That's a dig, right there. What's going on there? What's you, going? On? You <laughs> drug Casa addict. Gar- have a have an edible Gary- on me, you drug addict. <laughs> yeah, you filthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You filthy deadhead. You stole all our money for drugs. Have an edible yeah. on me, you bum. Go lick a frog in the <laughs> woods, you creep. Yeah. Yeah. Have an edible on me. <laughs> yeah. Remember Good when Brett had that junkie? The tie-dye wavy gravy outfit. Yeah. Remember when Brett had that? Do you yeah. think he was meeting Gary at the time to do yeah. some sort of wacky burning man yeah. thing? Gary Gary selling the forever dog mixing board. <laughs> dope for dope yeah well we're making we're giving brett a difficult edit episode now <laughs> actually a very easy one he's just going well, none of this goes be, in it's to a be very fair, easy what edit. i would like what i would like to apologize for not for provoking you last week because i still don't think i did although maybe i did i don't mm-hmm. know if yes. I'm, I'm sorry either way what do you mean yes <laughs> no no i was not i was acknowledging the the the, the first oh, part okay, of that. i wasn't sure yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure. No okay. need to apologize. Um, I'm the one that should apologize. No, no. I'm. We both apologize at the same time. Skyrated. Um, what I was going to say was, oh, we should apologize for making you edit a 15 track thing when you're yes. on your way to Dallas. Yes, we apologize. We thought Brad. doing a Q&A would be really easy, which it was for us. You know, but we should. You had a lot of editing to do. No need so to I'm apologize. It's you know, you live, you learn. <laughs> uh, we loved everyone that jumped on last last week and. Uh, um, I just got live. to find out what uh, Dallas learn. is like you at learn. 3 a.m. You laugh. You laugh. You learn. You learn. We should, um, <laughs> you know, we should do one week, Julie. We should put together an episode where we're just like, oh, we're going to, Brett's got clips ready and everything, but we, we have a secret episode ready where it's a tribute to Brett. I thought we were doing that next week, but for me. But the whole thing is, though. <laughs> But Julie, what I'm doing is Jeez, why can't I have a I'm yes, saying go ahead, we're gonna do it. We're not doing this. Oh, we're not gonna do it. <laughs> no, he'll just wait. He just like keep the tributes coming. I don't know, know, Tom. Like, one, that's, one seems, week it's coming. It seems like a carry. Come. What are you trying to do? You're trying to manufacture a carry? He's gonna make us have telekinesis deaths. Don't yeah. you think? What's basically spilling pig blood on, pig's blood yeah, on the guy? The I guy's will. already like you saw me when like, I was unprovoked. half out the door when yeah. it yeah. <laughs> You're gonna make him use his. his what about, this powers. is what's gonna happen. Yeah. Picture this, Julie. Caro, not picture, Carrie. Picture this. Caro, because he's a boy. Yes, what? We're at Terralingua. Mm-hmm. And the winner of the winner is Brett. Get up here. <laughs> best, he gets up there. Best overall chili. Best, is. Over, best chili. And Brett goes on stage, and then <laughs> all those guys look, and then they pull the cord, and then this this rub gets poured on his head. Right, Brett's covered in glaze and rub, just dripping down his face. And then suddenly, see like his eyes go, and then suddenly, 
chili the, pots the, or chili the, not knives for cutting up for chopping up beef go flying across a room impaling people lock. in the chest the saloon doors lock the saloon doors lock a giant chili pot flies across a room and hits someone in the head because bread what if instead of a glaze and rub it's just an actual pot of chili that's dumped on his head yeah okay it's an actual pot of chili gets dumped on brett's head and they're laughing <laughs> Ah, 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 ah. And then suddenly <laughs> the carry of glazes and rubs goes off. And then it's, then it's a, a terralingua bloodbath. Then the next day in the paper, chili massacre. The, the, chili uh, what massacre. is it? The Texas 450 the Texas, dead. Texas chili Texas Red. Yeah. Speaking of Texas Red. Texas Red. It says Texas Red. The headline of the Austin Chronicle, Texas Red. 450 dead at Texas Red Wedding. Is that anything? Texas Red Wedding? I like that. It will be in November. Oh, Brett. God bless you editing this one. Tell Amy, put on a pot of, go make some coffee. Gonna be a long make weekend. Some, make, put on two pots, one coffee, one chili. Fine, I'll put and on then some actual coffee. pot, and then actual pot from Larry. Have we talked about? Yeah, from Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Have an edible on me, you rat bastard. You bankrupted the company. <laughs> Smoke crack until you die, you piece of garbage. Exactly. Uh, hey guys, I'm thinking of changing the name of the company from. Uh, <laughs> Forever dog to forever ketamine. What do you think about that? I have an idea for a new podcast. I I do drugs and record uh, me on drugs. That's the good news. The bad news is uh, I sold the recorder for drugs. So it's kind of going to have to be an in-person podcast. Uh, <laughs> it'll be uh well now that it has now that it's become impossible to edit this bit out i just wanted to clarify that uh <laughs> that i met gary you did a great job and like have a you know it's like have one on me you know as a, as a little celebration yeah. of your good of your uh-huh. tenure at forever no we have a little <laughs> we love we love you gary we love you gary we love you best of luck <laughs> in all future endeavors and <laughs> I'm sorry, Brett. I'm so sorry. No, I love it. <laughs> Not so, me. Not me. Is, I just I picture Amy being like, Amy's being just like, so I guess I'll eat dinner alone. <laughs> eat dinner. And Brett's like, yeah, I got to edit this one. Those two jerk offs. <laughs> those two jerk offs. What do you think our nickname in the Boehm house is? Bozos. The Bozos. Bozos. Yeah. Yeah, they talked all about Gary. I guess this is another, another, <laughs> another wonderful episode to be adding. Yeah, you didn't jerk talk off, to me nah, on the plane. Jerkoffs is so much better. That's so yeah. much meaner. You didn't talk the to me on the plane. Off. You're too busy <laughs> editing the episode on the plane. So sorry about that, Brett. That's such no, a no, no, no. And I'm, I'm gonna never, tell you the true we'll story here. It. I'm gonna tell you the true story here. Every, every, uh, Amy is an avid fan of Double Threat. Every week, I, I hear at some point, it's not always Monday, but at some point in the week, I will hear her just crack up laughing in the other room while she's while she's working. That's and I know, nice. I know, she's listening to the newest episode. Uh, and she thinks it is the the coolest thing in the world that I get to hang out with you guys every week, and I do too, because uh, you're you're the oh, best. That's sweet. And, and we thank you, Brett. Yeah. It's 
Very nice. Thank you. And thank you, Brett. And thank you, everyone at Forever Dog. And uh, we will be back next week. Bye. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.